And uh, we're not sitting here by ourselves. Welcome to The Road to the Stage. I'm Peter Bateman. This is Patrick Michaels. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we have our friends here, Sawback Brewing Co. as well, Ghost Services, Inc. Bose Barn Stage. The legendary Bose Barn Stage. Producer Riley's doing double duty today because producer Ryan's... Setting up for the big Shaky Graves a, Begonia show, show tonight. tonight. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, we're here in the Communal Creative Studios. Ryan's got a new helper today, so it's going to be a long day. He's got some training to do. I got a text. I was, I was talking to Brennan on the phone about some unrelated things this morning. He was like, oh, I'm going to have to get Ethan to do it. Send me something. And I was like, Ethan interesting so moments later i get a text but you know what i realized i i have your son's number i've had his number in my phone for a while but i have it as ethan michaels (laughs) (laughs) so i said thank you ethan michaels uh, i bet he loved that (laughs) yeah no that's great man that's uh that's very exciting your your uh son is now uh officially part of a, a working cog and the music scene here in Red Deer, that's super cool. So now it's his turn to start taking care of me, right? All the concert absolutely. tickets I bought for him yes. now come Ooh. back the other way, right? Yeah, Is absolutely. That it? All right. Um, so on the subject of family, this uh, our, our guest today mm-hmm. on the road, the stage, uh, are there many, like you and, and Kayla have like similar music tastes, right? Like you guys agree on most things for the yeah, most for part? The most like part. you guys can go to the same shows yeah. and yada, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, for the most part. So my wife and I, and I think we probably brought this up a couple of times, which is not a big music fan. Yeah. But and so there's not many artists that we can agree on. Right. But our guest today. Oh, a mutual mutual appreciation to be one that my wife also enjoys. Okay. You guys have you seen, seen together? Oh wow. Yeah. When was the last time your wife was at a concert? Um. Well, definitely some pre-COVID. Uh. You know, I'm gonna say it's probably like Garth Brooks when he did his oh, 80 million shows those, in Edmonton. Is yeah. probably the last one. She doesn't go to many. I should Ger- remember. Garth Brooks was Old doing Garth. three shows a day. Um, cool. Well, that's awesome. So uh, she'll finally watch the podcast then. Mm. No? Deb- debatable. <laughs> Not that big. There's still some fresh faces <laughs> that have yet to jump over to the road, the stage. But um, I did. Do you know who Snuggle is? Uh, S- Snuggle Premium? What's going on there? I don't know. Do you, Producer Riley, do you know who Snuggle Premium is on Instagram? We're going to find out. No? So I think it's just pictures of cats, cats. right? Yeah, it is but, cats. But um, Snuggle Premium, uh, they have been DMing me, and I'm assuming you two off and on since the beginning of The Road the Stage, and I have no idea who it is. I, at this point, I don't even want to ask. That's kind of the fun of it all, isn't it? But it's uh, a cat. It could very well just be a cat. I posted pictures from the Dan Mangan show the other night and Snuggle messaged me and said, man, that was such a good show. It's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you were there? Who are you? you I didn't see any you, cats. You might have talked to Snuggle Premium. It's very likely. Very likely. Um... So yeah, Snuggle Premium, I, I both do and do not want to know who you are, but um, uh, Snuggle was a little a little bummed that they were going to miss the show tonight at Bose with Shaky and Begonia, so yeah, we'll have to convince Begonia to get back to Red Deer one of these days. So how many shows for you in this past week? You did Corb? Well, four, uh, it'll be four in a week. Four in a week. Four in a week, okay. yeah. So yeah. yeah, same, four in a week. Yeah, it's good. It feels nice. Feels nice. And I'm going to Toronto next week, and I'm hoping to catch a show while I'm there, too, which I haven't done since before the pandemic. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Anything lined up or just, like, do you well, know who's playing? Coincidentally, our friends in Mountainhead are playing uh, their, big show at, <laughs> their big show at the Horseshoe next Friday. So I might try and swing down for that. Love it. Yeah, it'd be, be pretty cool. If you could hang with those guys. Last time I was at the Horseshoe was for, we had Pete Van Helvoort on the show a couple months ago. It was for his final, final show with his old band Teenage Kicks, so. I think that would be quite a treat. I have not yet seen a show at the Horseshoe. It'll happen. It'll happen. Lee's Palace. You've been there. I've been to Lee's. For what? Uh, Lee's Palace was... Briefly remember that. 
I think it was that we'd I'd gone out for an artist showcase that wrapped up early, so I want to say it was like the the Lazies. Is that not when you went out for the final Colorado show? No, Colorado was the Danforth. Oh, okay. It was, uh, I think Youngblood was the artist we went out. Man, you really got to do some cool trips in those last couple of years. So yeah, there was that. And then uh, I saw Grady during a Canadian music week play, is it Bovine Sex Club? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. two in the morning. Yeah. Was uh, was pretty cool. I think those are the ones. I've done Lee's, Bovine. And Danforth, so and no sneaky D's yet. You've done the amphitheater too. You've done and the, uh, yes, yeah. that's right. Did the yeah, most yeah. amphitheater and Danforth. You've been to and Danforth. Danforth was where Colorado did you just say that? there. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for paying attention. Um. Anyways, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, it's weird. Shows are officially back, and I'm very happy about it. I have no complaints. People are being respectful. You know, it's funny at that the Billy Talent show. Yeah. Uh, ben did have to get a little pissed off because things were getting a little crazy at the front, which you know people have been penned up and get out to do whatever but he had to point somebody out in the crowd and say hey hey let's let, let's take it easy we're billy talent we're all about love and then about three songs later the same shit was going on same people you think same or? people oh, it wow. seemed like and just getting a little violent in the, in the pit or what a little violent in the pit and there's kids up there too he pointed out there's a few kids up close and yeah. just got the whole crowd to take a step back and uh yeah i actually talked about how he became a father over the course of the pandemic so right 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 it's changed a lot he said that's fine be drunk be high go crazy but if you you know you want to do that stuff head to the back yeah, I mean, that is, yeah, I, that's a t- that's kind of a tough, tough cookie, though, right? Like, that is where, the front is where that that's stuff w- typically happens. Right, so. but again, we go back to the, the show that we saw at Bo's with Comeback Kid. Like, it was, there was all love. Yeah, there no, was yeah. all that's going on, but everybody's taking care of each other, and it went a little beyond that. All right, our guest is officially in the waiting room, and uh, we're going to let Rain Maida from Our Lady Peace in. Do not want to keep Rain waiting. Right now. Damn, look at you guys. Wow. How are you, dude? I'm good, man. What's in front of you? What is that? Is that beer? It's empty, empty <laughs> uh, glass bottles meant for beer. Yes, yes. We've got... Uh, well, the, it is after 12. The Bose. Yeah, but I still got lots of work today. To do right. today. We got the Bose, our friends at Bose, and uh, Sawback Brewing, of course. Yeah, nice table. Thank you. Thank you. I believe, actually, we're, we're getting a new table. You so. may recognize these tables. Oh, yeah. Because they are from Bose Bar and Stage. Yeah. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Are you uh, you on the West Coast or what? I am. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, yeah, I'm in LA. Uh, so it's 11 here. Yeah. No drinking yet. <laughs> no, no, no beer yet. I mean, we're not. We're not having any either. So it's all good. Gotcha. A nice clean sober chat. Uh, how's your How's your morning so far? Beautiful good. Thursday in LA. Yeah. It's kind of like rinse and repeat in LA. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you what? Do Do you mind if I inquire about your your weekday morning routine in a beautiful city like that? uh i yeah i i like to get up early most days if i'm not like working in the studio late um yeah it's like a coffee guitar coming like this is my place this is my studio so uh, i just sit in here and i kind of spend most of the day in here then i chill in the afternoon later and usually find myself back in here at like 9 30 10 o'clock for a few hours Hmm. work on stuff we've been working a lot my kids been making a record actually over the course of like started in COVID and now we're just finishing off so trying to get that done before I hit the road um we I think we wanted to ask about that too because uh I, I believe what was the comparison the vocal comparison for your what's your son's name again Rowan Rowan right I I think I saw Frank Ocean or Frank Frank Sinatra meets Frank Ocean is that is that one of the quotes that I read yeah? I mean I, incredible. I don't know if he's 
I don't know if it sounds like that. I definitely know influences are coming from all different places, which is like, if you look at a playlist of his, it is, it's like Frank Ocean, Sinatra, Bowie. Um, gosh. It, yeah. It's so varied, but I think like that generation, like these kids are young, they don't see the difference. They, it's not like they had to pick, Yeah, you know, when they were, I mean, some kids do, but uh, a lot of kids just, man, they just, they just like music that they like. And so it's it's kind of faceless in a sense, and it's not like these are my two bands, and I'm gonna live and die and ride and die with these two bands forever. So when he when he goes to sing and write songs, I'm just like, man, I hear like I'm trying to pick like as a musician, I'm trying to pick out all these different things, but it's just kind of this really uh, amazing eclectic kind of influence, which is really cool. That's why I've been so excited by his songs and. Um, I've kind of I, I used to produce a lot and, and work with developing artists and things. I stopped doing that and got into tech more. But with his stuff, he kept bringing me this. I was like, wow, this like makes me want to produce again. That's exciting. Yeah, that's cool. It's yeah. very cool. I, I think our kids are around the same age. Mine's twenty, but he went through a Sinatra kick as well, and I have no idea where it came that's from. So sick. Um, but that's so what what would you have been like as a, a at his age? Would like would you have a diverse musical taste that you had, or were you kind of dialed into one thing? I mean, I went through phases, right? But I think that's it. It's like I went through like a Neil Young phase. I went through a Rush phase. I went through a U2 phase. And, um, you know, it, those things were like, they took up months of my life because that's all I listened to. And like, you get to really understand those arts, which is cool. But I guess it's more about, um, yeah, we just, I felt like, you know, I wasn't, poison or really guns and roses when i was growing up like i picked more like new order and joy division and you too you know so it was weird like you had to like join a camp almost you know yeah. in high school I, I was a bit of an outlier like, i would you know like i would kind of sneak guns and roses you know in a car ride going to work i worked construction after i graduated high school for a while so i you know i'd like I'd, I'd throw a little bit of that on once in a while but for the most part, like my community was into more kind of that, the more alternative stuff. I, you know, we also, I grew up in Toronto. So the radio station there called the edge, um, which was CFNY when I was growing up, they, they got like, you know, that's where I heard Catherine wheel first. That's where I heard Radiohead first blur. So that was kind of, that was an influence in itself on me where kids don't listen to radio anymore. Right. They're just on Spotify devouring music yeah yeah it's so the access is so easy it's funny i've never thought about listening to ian curtis back to back with axel rose before and when you put it that way it, it doesn't really add up does it no no that doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> but the kids now don't because like, i know my kids playlist will jump from everywhere even a little bit of country into some hardcore like it's all over the place which is fantastic yeah it is it really is so with when you when you're making a record with your son or uh he's bringing you these tunes that that you're you're admiring a lot like as a producer as someone who has so much experience producing performing writing singing song like all that do you have to kind of stop yourself and take a moment and prepare how you're going to approach this process with your son yeah it's really heavy it's like very intense in in terms of he um he's very uh not stubborn but he kind of knows what he what he doesn't want at least so it's 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 really like like he writes and he writes everything on piano mostly and and all his melodies and and everything is based around the piano so oh and he just walked in what's up how's bro? it going man <laughs> he, he knew we were talking Great. about him <laughs> perfect what's up? just how i like it my little ian curtis look alike here what's up dude 
What are we talking about? <laughs> you. <laughs> Get away from me. Man. Get off of me. Have fun with this guy. Um, yeah. He, yeah. He, like, like I said, he know, he literally just walked in from, I don't know where he was, but uh, he, he knows what he doesn't want. So I, I think that the whole agenda has been to like, keep it piano based somewhat. Um, Cause he's fans of like, you know, James Blake and Bonnie Vare And, and I, I love like, I'm I'm a minimal. I've turned into a minimalist in terms of music production. So, just trying to find the right things that complement what he's doing on piano and his melodies, and not trying to, um, like we were, we tried recording some like big drums and stuff, and it's like man, it just takes away from your voice. And I think for the first things that people hear from you, it's all about the way you express your words and like the way you connect with the piano and everything should just support that. So, trying to keep it somewhat simple and minimalist. The chords are beautiful. He's starting to get into jazz and stuff. So these really interesting chords and progressions. And, and I think that's enough to carry it. And does he listen to you on those recommendations? I know you said he was kind of stubborn. Yeah. It's a battle sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like I had, yeah, it's a battle, but I, I but I think I, I remember myself, like I remember making the Veed. I said to everyone, including our producer, I was like, I don't want to hear a keyboard. I don't want to hear a piano. This is strictly, we have to make a record just using like literally drums like live drums bass and guitar and that's it and i look back i'm like who the fuck do i think i was like who did i think i was back then just saying that like this grand statement but it you kind of like you have to trust your instincts when you're especially when you're a young artist and go down that road and then you you're gonna learn from it and i think even because we've been able to stretch this out because of covid he's come back like a couple months later and said yeah you know what let's let's go back to that that other idea because you know i've had some time to live with it and, and i think that's what it is when everything's new you kind of like want to stick to your guns but then you know that the, the whole creative journey is about doing something putting a stamp on it looking back on it and saying okay now i know where i want to go it, it has to be that journey and i i, I respect that Obviously, you know, playing music within the family, you're, you're no stranger to because you, you do tour with, with uh, your partner and uh, those shows are fantastic. But th this experience sounds uniquely fulfilling. Um, sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's like I said, there's challenges when, when we walk out of here, you know, at one in the morning and we aren't speaking to each other, but it's amazing. And, and I think the memories even being made for me, just being in here and watching him grow, watching him do stuff. He did something on the song the other day. We had a bridge that was just sitting there forever in this really cool song called Marathon. And I was like, yo, you're going to write a bridge for this? Like, it needs something, man. Like, I'm, I'm bored now. And and we had some really great chords, but he hadn't had a melody. He's like, got you. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he hadn't, I know he hadn't worked on anything, but he went in the vocal booth and I just pressed record. And he came up with this Buckley-esque kind of thing on the spot. I'm like, wow, that's I'll never forget that. Like, I don't know where it came from. And he just had this moment of inspiration and sang it twice and it was done. I was like, damn, I was never that good. Wow. Beautiful. Very cool. That. Very so, cool. So now how long do we have to wait before hearing this now? I'm pretty stoked on this. Yeah. He's just a pain in the ass. He hates TikTok. <laughs> so, like you literally won't put anything on TikTok. So we're trying to figure out, like, I just want him to start seeding the ideas out there before yeah. we like release the full album. And so that's a pain. I brought in like, big ass like influential people in this studio and we sit here and like for managers and lawyers and other artists and they're like yo you know you just gotta find your speeds like i'm not doing tiktok and they're like 
okay like that's what the whole world does he goes awesome i'm not so I'm, you know we're trying to navigate that whole thing right now i can't say that i don't agree disagree with him i like i yeah i have not from neither a marketing, one of us have marketing on. perspective, from a marketing perspective it makes sense, i get it yeah 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 but you want to stick I, to yeah, we had we had a label sit in here and say you know that's where we spend all our money and he's like good for you guys I'm not, gonna, I'm not i guess i'm not signing with you guys and i'm like wow this kid's got balls but we'll see did you do you remember olp going through any any similar situations at the time like any resistance i did i you know i remember so when we signed down like the navid came out in canada only and then we got picked up in the u.s and we started touring and started getting success down there and then on clumsy blew up for us in the u.s and then a bunch of other places. And we started getting all these offers to do shows and stuff. There, you know, there was this, an offer came in. Um, it was, I don't know if you guys follow sports, talk radio or talk shows, like Skip Bayless was on ESPN, this yeah. big, huge ESPN show. Before it was like first take with him and Stephen A, it was a show called Cold Pizza. And we got asked to play on Cold Pizza. And it was in the morning. And I was like, my artist self, I was like, I'm not playing on a sports talk show in the morning. And they're like, and my, my president in the US was like, you know, they get like, you know, 4 million viewers every morning. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm not doing it. Now, like fast forward 20 years, I, w- I, would, I would be canceling the podcast because I'd be on cold pizza playing right now. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Well, that's uh, wow! What a what a it's, it's year a different, you're having. It's a different take because we've talked to a lot of uh, people on the on the on the podcast who say you you know you just say yes to everything yeah. as you're getting going, and that's been a common theme. Just say yes to everything, but it sounds like you had a slightly different approach. Well, yeah, I mean, we you know I just help hold on to those like artistic principles that that you like to, and especially especially when things were blowing up on clumsy, I was just like you know I don't want to do everything, and then the. the like tying this into sports, I just was like, this isn't what we're about. Like, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to do that. And I'm still not a fan of like do everything, but I think, you know, realizing that the audiences are spread out and and it's harder to reach these days too. So like, again, if, you know, if first take, and it's funny, it's kind of come around because we have some fans at ESPN that play our stuff as interstitials between shows. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. But I kind of blew it a while back. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, Pete sent me that clip of Cody Rhodes the other day, name dropping Our Lady Peace in his quick interview with Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah, that, it, like that stuff's cool. I, I, I used to actually not appreciate that stuff either. I, I used to kind of be a bit of a snob on that, and like I was stupid. I, I don't even say I was young and stupid. I was just stupid. I, I was like, you know, I guess learning, you know. And and these days, it's like that's so sick. I, and I actually, I actually really dig Cody Rhodes. I'm not like a huge wrestlemania guy but i but i've seen like a bit of his career arc and i watch him on that whatever it's called the big show and i was like this guy's pretty cool um so i will say this the other thing is what the a post he did yesterday he's someone i guess a fan caught on was like yo i love both you guys and asked cody like you know what's your favorite song he was like look i, I listened to this song um called ballad of a poet right before i went on in wrestlemania i was like okay that's cool because that's kind of a deep cut you know I, I i you know big respect for for that kind of stuff when someone is actually like you know that deep into it so it's fun yeah no that was a, that was a pretty cool cool thing to see I, i've been distanced from the wrestling world for a few years but he definitely has always seemed like kind of this uh, revolutionary character in, in, well, in that sport right same thing comes from a great lineage 
Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, right. His dad was a wrestler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep things on the sports note just for one quick second. I don't know why I I feel like I want to ask you this question, but I know you're a big sports guy, and Mm -hmm. Raptors is is your NBA team? Yes. So it it just happened a few weeks ago where there was an artist who canceled the show because his team was playing Mm -hmm. in in the NBA Final Four. I don't know if you heard about this. We won't say the artist's name, and there's no judgment on doing it. It's a country artist. I did, it's a country I do, artist. Yeah, I can't remember the artist either, but I remember that happened. But, yeah, like, so he canceled the show because it? he who wanted – I think it was Eric Church. I, I want to say Eric Church. I could be did wrong Did he on go that. to the school, too, or something? Like, like was it Alma, and, Alma Matter And his family was – they'd been cheering That's for that it. team was it, forever. Was it college? It was college. Col- so, it was college. I mean, so you guys you, know, if you, if you went to a Duke or Michigan and, and they're in the Final Four, it's like – it's it literally is it's not just eric church it's church for these people yeah. right it's, it's religion man so like i get it i i don't know if i go i i did this i i, I look back on it Chantal and i did a show on toronto we hadn't played toronto for a while um but it was during one of the raptors playoff runs and we're playing this beautiful like theater in toronto and it was a big i can't remember if it was a game seven or what it was or where it was but i was we were we were like playing and I just kept asking the crowd in between songs, like, yo, what's the score? What's the score? <laughs> and I look back on it and I'm sure some people in the crowd that don't like sports are like, yo, like, what are you doing, man? Like this is killing the vibe. But yeah, when you have a team, I, I kind of get it. Well, I, I was thinking, I I was thinking I about I that with uh, Billy Talent the other night because Billy Talent were doing their Calgary Edmonton shows on Monday, Tuesday, right? Yeah. So Monday was game one for the Leafs. Yes. They got lucky in that they're playing in the in Alberta, so they don't have to go on stage until like an hour after the game's done. Game's over by the time it's done. Yeah, you don't you don't have There's to worry the key. about that. Yeah, exactly. Schedule tours in the right time zones, right? Because <laughs> we're all that smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, I mean, did you guys plan your tour around any major sporting events or? No, and it's the first time we've done a tour across Canada, at least like in the summer, like in June. Usually, it's like February and it's freezing and there's. Icy roads, and I'm scared to death on the tour bus. But this this will be interesting. I've literally like we've never gone across the country besides like a festival thing, somersault or something in June. So oh, wow. and June's like pretty much a dead month. I think the last bit of the NBA playoffs. But you know we'll be able to catch one. I'm sure. Well, June 12th, you will be here in Red Deer at the Memorial Center for a show. Uh, told to expect wild and fascinating things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm told that too. <laughs> Is there any point because it's been like I, I think the announcement's been out for a couple of months about this tour and and all the hype of everything. Are you at the point now where you're like, oh, like what did we do here? We've created this month because everybody's talking about holograms. Man, I I literally fly to Toronto on Monday and we're gonna get do some like rehearsals with the holograms for the first time. So everything's been been filmed and there's actually gonna be some live hologram stuff as well. But um, yeah, it, it's you know so spiritual machines one had Ray Kurzweil, it was based on Ray Kurzweil's book, The Age of Spiritual Machines. He's like this crazy, you know, futurist inventor. I mean, he Ray Kurzweil invented the first, anyone that is in music would know a Kurzweil keyboard. That's, he invented the first keyboard for Stevie Wonder. Like, that's how much of a, an OG this guy is. And then talking about singularity and, and all his predictions for the future. And so he spoke in between songs for anyone that doesn't have that record, but he actually talks about future predictions in between songs and spiritual machines. And then we brought him back for spiritual machines too. And, you know, you start to think, and I was like, man, it'd be great for him to like dive a little bit deeper or give our fans something more than just like these little 30 second snippets of what he thinks the future is going to be. And so I was like, well, we can't really bring the guy on the road. Like 
a he's you know it would be too expensive i think he's still like works at google and mit in boston and does his own stuff so that's not going to happen but we start talking about holograms like wow so i went to boston and we filmed a bunch of hologram stuff and him just talking and taking these concepts deeper and then it just kind of expanded from that where now we have like he, he at the end of spiritual machine there's some dead space because it was cds and there's a hidden track where he talks to molly who's an ai that he created and invented and on, he has a new book coming out in, in the fall where he talks to cassandra who's like a, a much more advanced ai so now we have cassandra and molly as these holograms that he's speaking to and having these conversations and then it went further than that and it's like hey these things are crazy dope like they look amazing who else could we have come join us as a hologram and so not to give too much away but you know mike turner was a big part of of uh spiritual machines he brought that book in and you know he was the first guy to, to bring it into the studio so just have big respect for that and 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 honor that and i don't think we could really do this tour without him so holograms give us a little bit of that ability and and some other people as well so i think it's going to be a rock show for sure, but it's going to be a little bit more avant-garde and a little bit more of uh, combining a little bit of theater as well, which um, I don't know if it's risky. It's going to be exciting. I think anyone that's seen us before will, they'll hear the songs they want to hear, but they're also going to see and hear some things that they've never heard from us before. Well, it's also, it's also just cool that like other than Hologram Bowie and Jackson and Prince, like I've never heard of this anywhere else, right? So... You guys are breaking ground to a certain extent. This technology, it's actually a Canadian. There's a couple companies in the world that are doing this globally, but a really cool Toronto company um, developed these capsules because it's not kind of that. Um, I think most people's perception is probably like Tupac, you know, like Coachella, like what you saw, like this glitchy kind of bluish yeah. thing. It looks real, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, this is like um, full color. Wow. It's in a capsule, but you think that's, you're like, is that person there? I mean, it's like pretty wild. So I, I feel like people are going to, you know, A, get to see this technology for the first time. Like you're going to walk into the theater. There's a hologram in the lobby that's going to greet you. Like this, wow. like Molly will greet you and talk to you. And um, it's probably going to kill our merch sales because everyone's going to be huddled around the hologram. But <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, no kidding. And right. so how much goes into rehearsals with this now? Because, I mean, like, do you, like, does your placement have to be right on stage down to a science or, or how is that end of it work? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely a live band, so we don't want to like have it. To, we don't want it to be like this thing that's on a computer and we just we're like robots playing. So we're just trying to figure out how to make that work where we, where we have the ability to go off on songs and stuff. But then when the hologram comes in, there's a lot of tech involved in terms of um you know being able to interact with them and, and everyone hear them and even see them we were really had a tough time finding like right the right theaters so no one's views are blocked and stuff it's it's been it's been a challenge but hopefully by the time we get out on the road and i think we start in victoria it'll just it'll start to be really just fun you know and and see people's faces and get to experience things maybe they haven't seen before It'll be pretty dope yeah i'm trying to think i i don't know that you guys have played the memorial theater here before i mean you guys have done no festivals all around red deer and uh i just don't think you guys have done that memorial theater before is it i'm assuming it's nice please tell me it's nice <laughs> <laughs> i've actually never seen i've only ever seen a stand-up show there before is that right yeah you've yeah. seen lots and lots of concerts yeah there. so uh, you know i'll be straight up it used to not be the best place to see a rock show specifically because they wouldn't allow beer in the auditorium 
and they were a little stodgy with people getting up to kind of cheer. It's you know it was a little bit more of a theater setting. Right, right. Um, but right. I think those rules have been relaxed a little bit, and you can drink inside. Who'd right you now. see was a big wreck and broken love a few the weeks ago? Big back. wreck was in there. The Glorious Suns played there not yeah, that yeah, long yeah. ago. Uh, okay, so just not, we'll be good. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll, oh yeah, sure. you'll be good. You'll be good. Well, I'm excited. I'm also excited for this this Toronto company because I mean, if if they when they pull this off, uh, I imagine that'll open up the few doors to to infusing this this future tech with with live concerts going forward that'd be pretty sick i think with everything yeah i mean the fact that you know like really i could actually perform from my studio while the band's out across the country like mm-hmm. it's that good you know what i mean like it's it's as long as as long as the signals and everything are hooked up um that's yeah, wild it's really wild that's uh that's incredible. I'm very excited to see that. So that's uh again we said June twelfth, right, Pete? Yeah. June and then, 12th and Red Deer. And then also obviously incorporating the classic stuff as well. You do a great job with your social media reign, responding to fans and, and chit-chatting with everybody. Absolutely love that. So I had seen somebody yesterday uh, I think it was yesterday tweeted at you about it's gonna be their first time seeing right. OLP. So does that weigh in the back of your mind at all? Like okay, we've got somebody that's never seen us do Superman's Dead before. We probably have to try to sneak that in. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny, like Superman's an easy song because we're trying to thread the theme of like the future and Superman, that's that was kind of the thing about the world being a subway, like how time is, you know, and, and technology becomes exponential, right? And and so we're, that song fits, obviously, there, there's, there's other songs that we think fit thematically, but yeah, just in general, 100%, like we, we're, we're, I'm not, I'm not that band that's not going to play a hit because you know, we don't want to because we're 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 over it or or played it too many times. I I, I can remember, or I, I actually didn't see it, but my wife. We were talking about some concerts the other night, and she saw Tom Petty about six or seven years ago, obviously before he passed. And he, she just said, like, it was incredible. He just played hit after hit after hit, and essentially, I think that gets boring as well. But there has to be a balance of that, and and so. This wonderful future tour is absolutely it has it has a lot of spiritual machines one and two but it also has all the songs that that people want to hear or most of them at least so i don't think anyone leaves disappointed i actually when i think about the tour i want it to be kind of the thing where you get that like rock show energy and that buzzing but then as you come down off of it when you're leaving it's maybe one of those things like you know when you've seen a, a good movie that makes you think like i'd love people to like some of the dialogue and stuff that'll happen, like walk away talking about concepts and thinking about the future, because we're talking about things like UBI, like global UBI, where everyone gets like, you know, a minimum salary a month. We're talking about singularity to where within the next 10 years, where you can't tell the difference between a human and a machine, like literally. And, and I, you know, if you guys follow like, you know, like Boston Dynamics or any of those sites where these robots are starting to get crazy, like the, the facial movements and obviously, you know, think about it 10 years from now and, and not, you know, passing the touring test. And then I, we drive an electric car, but like, I don't know if that helps. I take, try to take bags to the grocery store. I don't know if that shit helps, but according to Ray Kurzweil, like computers and technology are, are going to solve climate for us. So those types of things are really interesting. And, and I'm curious to see what people think after they leave the show and if there's any further dialogue. Just, uh, just a quick aside, but curious, like, I'm curious, what, what, it, what is your, prediction or your belief on the whole uh, implementation of ubi i mean if you if you think if there was like a global ubi like poverty right away is solved 
you know um do you think that we'll see so, it in our lifetime though i guess is more more what i what i want to know i it's so weird you know guys like i when ray made all those predictions on our first album things were like cochlear implants like a baby's born deaf can they do a surgery with these cochlear implants and make that baby we've all seen that when he said that i was like mm, that sounds cool i don't know how you do that like where's technology i mean things then stupid things like driverless cars he was like 88% right on every prediction he made in that book. And that book is crazy heavy. Like there's so much stuff going on there. And I doubted him back then. And then, then when you think how right he was. So if I take that and extract it to the new predictions he's making and things like UBI and singularity and, and solving climate change, I'm like, Oh, I don't know, man, but you were right before. So yeah. I think so. Like, I think we see like in our lifetime within like the next 10 years, we see singularity. We see UBI. He talks about UBI before the end of this decade. Yeah. That's crazy. I was going to say, yeah, that is crazy. The year 2030, which 2030 still seems like it's so far away, but I mean, it's not, it'll fly Eight by years I... away. We're all like, everyone's making a little bit of money just so they know they're not going to, you know, go hungry. Yeah. That's a big deal. The heat shuts off or yeah, no, it's, it, it is uh, I have lots of hope. I'm optimistic about it, but, we also did run that experiment in a small town in Manitoba in the eighties. And then it took like 30 years for them to try it again in Hamilton for, I don't know, like right. a year and a half before Ford took over. So yeah. And different scenario too, but I don't like Did Ford cancel it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They had a, they had a specific program for, I believe it was family households making under, I want to say $30,000 a year that were, you know, they weren't calling it UBI, but the, the, um, Kathleen Wynn, the premier in Ontario at the time, I believe she's the one that implemented it in uh, certain regions as an experimental uh, test. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's so funny because something like that, the results are overwhelmingly positive, mm -hmm. overwhelmingly positive, like undeniably progressive in a good way. But uh, yeah, anyways, maybe we'll solve those roadblocks down the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing's easy, especially when you talk about something like that. But like you said, I, I think that the cost or the cost definitely don't outweigh the benefits. Like the benefits are massive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And maybe, and maybe the pandemic will sped up that process too. I don't know. We shall see, but anyways, yeah. okay. I've gotten my UBI talk. <laughs> I've gotten my fill for the day. Thank you, Rain. I appreciate I love that. it. I love it. <laughs> uh, Pete, what were you going to say? Well, I, just adding to that though, like all that stuff seems like it's so close. I was going to say, we've been in Alberta talking about uh, like a high-speed transit line between Edmonton and Calgary for what feels like my entire lifetime. Yeah. And that hasn't come to fruition yet. It gets close and you think it's about to, but it hasn't. So it, I'm just, I'm not entirely sure the population in Alberta is, uh, I have a feeling that's the roadblock. Is that the, you think? Yeah. Just because there's so I much, do. I mean, that would eliminate so much traffic. There's so much traffic between those two cities and get all of those cars off, not all of those cars, but get so much of that traffic off the road. Yeah, uh, I like that idea. I, I mean, we were, you know, I, I do a lot of tech and we had an office in, in Kitchener-Waterloo. So when I was flying into Toronto, I'd have to make that drive. And I kept hearing the same thing. Like, I, I actually heard, I think it was Elon that said that was going to be the test market for his tunnel. Right. Whatever that thing is, you know, between Kitchener-Waterloo and, and Toronto um, because of all the tech in KW. But Again, that never happened. Those things, I think those things are, are, are interesting, but I don't think they have like the profound effect of obviously something that solves climate change or, or UBI. Yeah, um, so maybe, that, maybe that's why they're holding off on that stuff. Compared to some of those uh, social assistance ideas, it, yeah. it does seem a little vapid to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sure. I love, you know, I'd love to be able to get from Calgary to Edmonton in like 30 minutes instead of three hours. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'd rather, I mean, I'd rather see some of these other things implemented where I don't have to worry about, you know, California falling into the ocean because of climate change or the ocean creeping up on, on my house. Yeah. That, uh, I understand your priorities there. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder how the Pussy Riot or Nadia uh, collaboration came about. You, just like social circles out there in L.A. or? Um, I mean, a little like so. So I, I like I said, I've been in tech for, I don't know, 12 or 15 years. Like, a you know, kind of a side hustle building apps and platforms and stuff. So one thing that I built about seven years ago was called Record Mob. So it was kind of like a cultural post. It's funny, like post anything that's going on that's a little bit counterculture subversive so yeah if you're at a protest or if you know you're at a synod or something like you could film it on record Mart and it would literally live stream out before facebook like live came out and and a couple other platforms that are no longer around called meerkat and stuff but that was the that was the tech and that's that we were trying to do it's you know um anyway the uh the launch we did in toronto we we're like you know we have to have someone that is counterculture kind of coming not that we needed a musical artist we just want someone that that would provide some entertainment and, and be able to speak to this platform we were trying to achieve like in terms of its ethos and nadia was like of course like she's a badass right oh, obviously she, so uh literally you know i think i met her manager out here and, and so i just said hey would nadia want to i don't know if it has to be pussy ride i know she djs maybe you can just come and dj this event see if she likes the product and like what we're trying to do so that's where i first met her and we spent some time together um that weekend in toronto and then when when uh when we we're working dave siddick from tv on the radio and this spiritual machines 2 album we we're like yeah like that song stopped making stupid people famous it feels like it needs equity like it needs a female on it so um thanks bro and so basically you know dave had worked with natty and was like oh man natty again and it was just we sent her the track two days later she was up at dave's studio recording that vocal because again she just you know anything that has a little bit of subversive nature or a lot of subversive nature she's usually attached to so yeah it, it's an you know it's kind of an honor to have her on that song to be honest yeah i mean as far as activism in the music community goes she's gone about as far as anyone right in in yeah. history realistically so yeah that's very very cool yeah right on man well pete you got anything else no I, thanks for your time rain i uh, can't wait to see this show come into red deer because i know it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen before yeah. and uh yeah really excited and congratulations on throwing it all together no pressure <laughs> yeah no good luck with rehearsals yeah. good luck with rehearsals i, I know i was cre <laughs> i was creeping the our lady piece uh reddit page or subreddit the other day and it seems like people there are extremely excited to see this uh this tech that you're bringing to the show yeah we're going to try to film these rehearsals over the next uh or next week and and put some clips out there just to, just to get people a, a sense because i know some people are like is this like are the is the band actually going to be there and i'm like yeah it, 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 it is a rock show at heart it just uh, has these elements so i don't want anyone to be confused but anyway appreciate you guys and uh yeah come say hi come come we'll have a beer after sounds the show good. sounds good man thanks so much right for on. hanging out we really appreciate it thanks Randy. all right see you guys take peace care peace. all right and right back into the outro huh is that cool we're good with producer riley can I not have a beverage? You know, Catch I, my breath a little bit? If I'm being totally honest, I was a little worried about 
all of the futurist talk because sometimes I think that uh, <clears throat> those conversations can focus on the less meaningful inventions and progress like what we said the tunnel is the tunnel to speed up your trip more important than the bigger scale things but is the so and and maybe i don't know all the ins and the outs of it but even the the, the direct line between calgary and edmonton is mm -hmm. that not to get vehicles off the road so that there is less pollution or is it just the time issue i've always thought of it as getting vehicles off the road i mean that's possible but it's we're definitely not sure. a, that's not a priority in this province no that's not and i mean it'd be such a small drop the, in the thing bucket. that pisses me off the most uh and it's just it's we've gone so crazy backwards. I used to ride the Greyhound a lot. Used to take the Greyhound from Calgary to Vancouver all the time. Uh, Greyhound, uh, even when I was working part time in in Red Deer from Calgary to Red Deer, um, the fact that you you have to there's only one bus line now, right? Yeah. And it's a fifty dollar fucking yeah. ticket, but for an hour and a half drive. Yeah, like they've essentially made sure that it's not open to everybody. It is yeah. certainly not open to everyone. Yeah. It is pathetic. So. I mean, we don't even have a, a public bus essentially between the cities. That's that would be a good place to start. That would be a good place. I do to start. agree. It's weird that there's no train here, but yeah, I do wonder if it's because of the population. I don't know. Maybe not enough people are commuting. Between. Anyways, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. glad that conversation went the way it did. Went really well. And I mean, for me as well, there's a lot of stuff that's still over my head. Like we didn't really kind of get into the NFTs, which Our Lady of Peace is really jumping into, and the and the Web 3.0 for creators and having all of that. Yeah, Stuff future focus. I wanted to ask about that too because that's a pretty cool initiative trying to platform uh, actual youth and and the younger generation accomplishing cool things, not just doing trends on TikTok. So yeah, yeah. I was I'm very excited, obviously, to hear about the show and uh, and how high tech this is going to be. But actually, I'm really excited to hear Rowan's project now too. That sounds yeah, what an experience that that must be. Sounded very uh, grounded about it. Very grounded. Like yeah, interesting. Yeah, very very. Cool. I know. I had a hard time teaching my kids to do anything. <laughs> Still does. Let alone, still do, <laughs> let alone trying to get them to record an album. Well, um, we are uh, we're done for today, right? I'm, well, and I'm sad because our so. we're not we're not going to see producer Riley for like two this weeks. This is so we're getting into the vacation season. Yes, now. summer summer trips are happening. And he's flying, going on a little trip for for a few days. So and you of course subscribe to the. YouTube channel, so yes. you get the update. So you're still you going to see. What the fuck? You're still going to see us every week. Yes, Communal Creative Studios YouTube. We Do won't it. see each other for the next couple of weeks. Well, we'll see each other tonight at Shaky Graves in yes. Begonia. Uh, speaking of the YouTube channel, um, CCS just posted the uh, live performance of Altamira's Neon on stage at Bose just about a month ago. It is so so well done. I've Sounds great. Watched that an embarrassing amount of times. Yeah. So yeah, much yeah. so that I just have neon, neon like it's just running through my head because yeah. I've watched it's it so much. Great tune. Uh the visuals on it are unbelievable. Yeah, really, really cool. So look for more content like that on the CCS YouTube channel as well as every single episode of The Road the Stage. Big thanks to Sawback Brewing Company Cheers. and uh, Go Services Inc. You guys are cool. And Bose. And Bo's Barn Stage, and producer uh, Riley, and producer Ryan. And you, Peter Michaels. And you, Patrick Bateman. Have a uh, nice trip home. Thank you. And uh, everybody will see us back here Wednesday. 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 The Road the Stage is produced by Ryan Cooley and Riley Sir Yin at the Communal Creative Studios in Red Deer, Alberta. In partnership with Go Services Inc., Sawback Brewing Co., Tourism Red Deer, and Bose Bar and Stage. <laughs>